Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hey, if you enjoy the Walter Johnson show like we do, then you might also enjoy the Pursuit of Happiness show in the afternoon with oh Kenny Webster there. And as a matter of fact, I think do we do we have a clip? Can we play a clip? Drama in the TX GOP. Quite a bit of it, as a matter of fact. Uh, a lot of jabs taking place right now between Paxton and Dade Phelan. Even Greg Abbott criticizing Dade Phelan. We'll get to all that shortly. But first, let's start with this. Texas Attorney General uh, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton was the victim of a little bit of swatting the other day. He's not the only one. This happened to Georgia Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene as well. Remember what this means. You get what it is. Swatting, right? Somebody tells the police there's trouble at your home and a SWAT team shows up and in some cases they knock the doors down they come running in with guns ablazing that kind of thing somebody can get killed it's happened before it's supposed to be a funny prank but remember when you do this you know there is a chance a very good chance in a, especially in a state with gun rights where somebody is going to get hurt very badly liberals want us dead act accordingly here with the news, here to break it down for us, Brandon Waltons of TexasScorecard.com. Brandon, was this as bad as it sounds? Yeah, this had happened on New Year's Day, actually, and we just got the news last night with the Paxtons confirming that this had happened. Essentially, you know, they, they had been swatted. Somebody called the SWAT team, said that there was a, a life-threatening situation in the house, um, and then you had a bunch of cops show up. Um, luckily, the Paxtons were, were not at home, so... So they weren't put in danger. But, you know, remember, this is happening just just weeks after uh, the, the Paxton's addresses were essentially doxxed by House impeachment managers, Dallas Morning News, etc. And so it just shows you that this kind of behavior does have consequences. And, you know, in this situation, obviously, uh, very thankful that, that they weren't home. Nothing happened. But these these things can get very, very serious, very fast. Oh, yeah, it's happened before. There have been, uh, in the video game culture, this is very common, right? Is a, Somebody will want to mess with some popular streamer on a platform like Twitch or YouTube, and they'll, they'll call the police and the SWAT team shows up, and people have actually died because of it. I know you have no way of knowing. This is purely speculation. But the fact that Marjorie Taylor Greene and Ken Paxton both got swatted right in the same little time frame, is it possible it was the same people? 
You know, uh, it's sort of sort of hard to say, right? But it certainly um, it certainly is interesting that the, the timeline of this, right? That this this happened after after all of that, and so uh, you know, we, we don't have any details on on who exactly did this, but I, I wouldn't rule it out. I also wonder if you were going to have an enemy, would you want it to be a man who's in charge of? What is essentially the Texas Department of Justice? I mean, this guy has the the resources to go out and investigate and figure out who made that phone call. If I was Ken Paxton, I'd be going scorched earth. I wouldn't let that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't forget about this. Oh, I agree. Especially a situation where it's you know it's not just him, but it's his wife Angela as well. Uh, yeah, I'd be I'd be pissed. <laughs> and of course, this probably wouldn't have happened if Dade Phelan. And the other House impeachment managers hadn't done exactly what I just said, impeached Ken Paxton. They're the ones who doxed the guy. Yeah, they had put out. I mean, maybe folks remember this. This is like a few weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago. Uh, you had the House impeachment managers release this big list of documents where they just completely, you know, released the Paxton's addresses didn't redact it. Normally these sorts of documents are, are redacted pretty heavily. Uh, they just put it out there, no regard um, for, for I guess, the, the Paxton safety. And this is actually a crime. Um, even just, you know, releasing someone's address without their, their permission uh, is a crime. And so uh, it just shows you the position that Dade Phelan and the House have towards them. Yeah, Dade Phelan intentionally endangered the lives of Ken Paxton and his family. And we'll get back to Ken Paxton in a minute here because he has um, made some criticism of the Biden administration in regards to what's going down at the border there. But if I'm not mistaken, isn't Abbott also criticizing Speaker of the House, Dade Phelan? You know, it's interesting. Governor Abbott has, and we've talked about this before, he started endorsing some members, some, some or rather endorsing some challengers to incumbent Republicans who oppose school choice, which was his top priority. And so... So far, his involvement in the primary election has been to say, you know, uh, this member doesn't support school choice. I oppose them. Um, their challenger will support school choice. It's all been very, very limited towards the school choice issue. Well, now you have him out there putting a statement last night where he essentially on, on Twitter, on X or whatever, uh, was, was blasting State Representative Justin Holland, who's up from the, uh, the DFW area. Uh, Rockwall County, if people are familiar with that part of Texas, um, where he criticized him for more than just the school choice issue. He actually said he voted against gun rights and school choice and voted to put Democrats in leadership positions. And it's that last part that's very interesting because it's true that uh, Representative Justin Holland did vote uh, when there was a vote a couple years ago on whether or not to ban putting Democrats in chairmanships. Uh, he voted against that. So he voted to put Democrats in leadership positions. But what's left unsaid here is that House Speaker Dade Phelan is not only a big fan of putting Democrats in leadership positions. He's done this. He's defended it. Uh, he constantly defends it. He says this is a great thing to do. And so this is the first time that we've seen, to my knowledge, the governor speak out about this issue. It is a priority of the Republican Party of Texas, eliminating uh, putting Democrats in, in, in chairmanships and leadership positions. Uh, but this is the first time we've seen the governor uh, speak out against it. And in doing so, it's probably the first time we've seen him really, uh, really taking a, a, a shot at something that is Speaker Phelan's 
uh, one of Speaker Phelan's MO. And by the way, you know, Speaker Phelan has two primary challengers himself. Governor Abbott has not endorsed Phelan for re-election. Yeah, and I mean, why would he? I mean, it's just that's bad politics, right? But the Beaumont Enterprise is the prominent news outlet over there in the uh the what do they call it the golden triangle and they were very flattering to dade phelan a couple days ago when they published an article detailing how his year went but the members of his own party have not been flattering people have been calling for his resignation since october he's up for re-election this year as you just pointed out he's got challengers and interestingly enough didn't we redraw the lines since the last election for his district i mean the 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 places where people will be voting on him now are not necessarily places where they're sympathetic towards his agenda. That's true. And even if you look at some of the recent polling that we've seen and we've reported on, um, you know, his popularity, not only statewide, but specifically among Republican voters in his district is underwater. Uh, and so, you know, it, it's kind of amazing. I, I was telling this to somebody else earlier today that, you know, because of the fact that we had these extended special sessions last year, um, in many ways, you know, we, we hit January and, and primary season begun. And it's hard to believe that, you know, that election is only two months away at this point. And so um, Dave Phelan is going to really, really need to ramp up his own campaigning if he wants any chance at winning, um, as well as a lot of these incumbents that find themselves in trouble. And I think uh, I think that there's going to be a lot of members of the House of Representatives, a lot of Republicans that are going to be surprised when they finally hear from voters in March about essentially what they think about the House's performance. All right, let's get back to Paxton for a minute. There are lots of lawsuits happening right now. The state of Texas is suing the federal government. The federal government's threatening to sue the state of Texas. And this is over a whole bunch of different things, uh, censorship of conservatives on social media, things like that. But right now, particularly the threat to sue Texas is coming from the Biden administration because of those barbed wire fences. They're saying that if the state of Texas enforces immigration laws, the Biden administration will sue. Now, I can't help but notice there's a little contradiction here because now that we're getting into another presidential election year, the Biden administration claims they want to spend more money to ramp up security at the border. It can't be both. You can't sue Texas for enforcing immigration laws while simultaneously saying you want to enforce different immigration laws trying to have your cake and not eat it too it feels like a contradiction but what else is new with the biden administration yeah i mean you know this is the thing where you're seeing i mean you're seeing to your point on one hand the biden administration is fighting texas every step of the way when texas does something that is actually uh affecting the flow of illegal aliens across the, the southern border so uh when we're putting up fences or, or, or even some of the, the, you know, barrier, other barriers that we put in place there in the Biden administration suits, that tells you that it's effective. But at the same time, I mean, uh, you know, it's not just the Biden administration. You have Democrat governors, uh, mayors, right? And New York Mayor Eric Adams, but you also have Katie Hobbs and, um, in Arizona uh, who, are, who are saying that, yeah, something needs to be done on this. I'll tell you the one that surprised me. I don't know about you, but uh, it just seems now, I, I don't know what's going on, but, but uh, it seems like every day or every few days I'll see some clip of, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Fetterman, John Fetterman uh, in Pennsylvania saying something that's actually reasonable. Uh, and I, I have to find myself, pinching myself that I'm agreeing with the guy, but he's also spoken out about this problem. And so I think that Democrats know that this is going to be an issue for them in November. Yeah, that is exactly correct. Meanwhile, Ken Paxton is blasting the Biden administration for aiding and abetting cartels and considering the numbers 
the raw numbers of what we're seeing over the border right now. The number of not only illegal migrants getting over the border, but criminal engagement with criminal illegal migrants, people accused of doing serious crimes, not just violating immigration law, but serious, heinous, violent crimes. You know, it's hard to disagree with the point Ken Paxton's making here. The Biden administration is aiding and abetting cartels. What's your take on that? Absolutely. I mean, that's the big problem here. And to put things in perspective, we're three months into the fiscal year. It starts in October uh, for the federal fiscal year. That's, you know, when they're, when they're counting these things, we're three months in, and already you have 785,000 illegal in- alien encounters uh, since October 1st, which is bigger than the population of Seattle, um, of illegal aliens that have come across. And this doesn't take into account the ones that we don't know about or weren't encountered, et cetera, which, you know, that uh, really, really would inflate that number. Um, and so absolutely, this is a problem. And, and, and the Biden administration, by advocating their duty, is absolutely aiding and abetting. And it's really time for the state, I'd say, to, to step in even more, even more than we have already, um, and, and fight back against this, because the Biden administration is not going to do it. Perfectly put, my man. That is Brandon Walton's. Brandon, Happy New Year's. Question for you before I let you go. What is the appropriate day to take down your Christmas tree? <laughs> well, you know, I guess there's different trains of thought on this, right? I mean, I th- I'd say the absolute latest is maybe if you do the 12 days of Christmas, I guess that gets in the first few days of January. But uh, we were usually by, uh, new, you know, New Year's Eve, New Year's. Uh, it's kind of where I, I personally draw the line. So is yours taken down already? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's gone. I always feel like it's the weekend after New Year's because you can't expect people to take down the Christmas tree on a work day or whatever. You're busy, but then the next day you have off, like that Saturday or whatever. In Uptown Houston, where we have our radio station here, they line the streets with these giant metal Christmas trees. They're these big apparatuses there's no other way to explain it and they're still i just i was just outside a little bit ago they're still there the lights are still on i don't think they take those down till the 12th day of christmas yeah it must be this uh, but it's you know nothing wrong with that either yeah i mean hey whatever we're celebrating judeo-christian holidays in america while we still can we might might as well draw this out as long as we can brandon walton's TexasScorecard.com. A pleasure to have you back here in the new year, my man. Hey, quick break, folks. Coming up in a little bit, comedian Jesse Payton. We've got a couple shows coming up we want you to go see. I'll tell you about them. Truth with a dose of sarcasm right here on Pursuit of Happiness Radio. It's hard work to host a show with a couple of knuckleheads. Ken Webster Jr. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.